again and welcome back today. So on Market Mamas, we have another must-read recommendation to talk about with you guys. This one is a bit polarizing in the world, though, but Ken and I both were instant fans. The book is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and there's so much to unpack with this one. Yes, this book and this beast of a man are truly something. So much inspiration and motivation are found in his story. Can't Hurt Me opens with the story of David's childhood, and it was just truly so awful. Um, Becky had read this book a few years before me, and I remember messaging her when I, you know, was first getting into it, and like, girl, like this book, I'm all in my feelings. You know, she really had to assure me that it's going to get better. Um, David was raised with extreme and frequent abuse in his home by the hands of his father, um, neglect, and just no real safe space to ever even learn the basics as a child. Um, he referred to his environment as a constant, constant toxic stress. And, um, that was just his norm. Um, his, him and his mother, you know, they just endured so much, um, more than any soul should ever have to. Um, as he got older, you know, he also experienced a lot of, um, racial prejudice and poverty. Um, and then, you know, this just brought him to a young adulthood where he was uh, very much overweight, depressed, um, and in a job that he hated. So he ended up finding inspiration while watching an infomercial, um, for the Navy SEALs. And then he was able to channel the fierce drive, you know, to get it together, to gain entry into the services. And that really kickstarted like a new phase of his life. So in less than three months, David went from 300 pounds to 190. And in fact, he is the only man in history to complete elite training as a Navy SEAL, an army ranger, um, air force tactical air controller. And he went on to set so many records in numerous endurance events, including ultra marathons and a world pull-up record. So <laughs> like, right. Um, you know, he really painted a very gritty picture of pushing himself beyond levels that very few humans would even consider possible. Um, and there's just so many parts of this book that were just so incredible, so inspiring. Um, and what I love most about it is it's so raw and blunt and like no bullshit. Um, it really became one of my favorite books to listen to as I ran and, um, Shout out to Goggins. I have my apparel on today. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's freaking amazing. So we're so excited to share this book with you guys today. Yeah, I couldn't even more. Um, I first read this book like four years ago, and then I recently reread it with you, Kendra. Um, he's just such a legend. A lot of the messages behind his stories are really applicable to how Kendra and I are pushing to be the best versions of ourselves and what we are pursuing. Okay, so to start this whole thing off, I'm going to read a slightly longer segment because it's one of my favorite parts of the book. Here we go. A lot of people think that once they reach a certain level of status, respect, or success, they've made it in life. I'm here to tell you that you always have to find more. Greatness is something that if you meet it once, it stays with you forever. It's not something that if you meet it once, it stays with you forever. If you truly want to become uncommon amongst uncommon, it will require sustaining greatness for a long period of time. It requires staying in constant pursuit and putting out unending effort. This may sound appealing, but it will require everything you have to give and then some. It's easy to stand out among everyday people and be a big fish in a small pond. It's a much more difficult task when you are a wolf surrounded by wolves. I seriously love this so much. 
calling it out that the next levels are not guaranteed because just because you get one more level up that you have to keep the drive, the effort, the work up at a solid pace or you'll lose ground. I feel this with my trading for sure. I want to be a world-class day trader and expand in many directions from that. There's literally no chance though if I stop learning, practicing, challenging myself, growing and evolving. He did the same thing with his constant pushing himself throughout his life and he pushed his body through the most grueling pursuits to just keep leveling up. Yes, that message is central to his whole story. It's so powerful. Um, and this next one is a legit mantra for me. The shorthand that I refer to all the time is I deserve what I'm willing to earn. But to elaborate more, Goggins says, it won't always go your way. So you can't get trapped in this idea that just because you've imagined a possibility for yourself that you somehow deserve it. Your entitled mind is dead weight. Cut it loose. Don't focus on what you think you deserve. Take aim on what you're willing to earn. I mean, these are the facts. I really appreciated Goggins' no-nonsense approach in this sense. You know, there's no time to be entitled when you're working and pushing yourself towards massive goals. You can build yourself up a great picture in your mind. And yes, visualizing is indeed a powerful tool, but ultimately you have to keep taking action day after day, especially since there will always be setbacks and obstacles um, you know, so having that ability to stay laser focused on the prize while understanding that it's not supposed to be easy, only worth it. That's key. Um, with our trading, we like to say it's always strategy season, which was born out of us indeed falling short, things not going our way, but choosing to not allow ourselves to get stuck in that self-pity or a victim's mindset. Sure, we will drop some F-bombs and act a little petty betty, but ultimately, you know, we get back in the arena with the work ethic, you know, to earn our financial freedom, not because we're entitled to it, but because we're doing the work. And so we're taking it for ourselves. This is also powerful for us. We really do need to earn what we truly want so much more that way. This next quote from Kent Hartman is kind of about the how of this quest. The ticket to victory often comes down to bringing your very best when you feel your worst. I really understand this one. I've spent many years making excuses to justify being okay with mediocre outcomes, with my health and fitness, relationships, career aspirations, education level. I did great college and I love my subsequent nursing career. It's been very fulfilling for me. But I've never really been one to do nothing. In recent years, I have discovered that I have so many more levels of depth that I can dig into. There's so much more that I can learn, try, practice, strengthen, push, and expand myself to. I don't have to stop because I've gotten somewhere good. There's more levels of success that I've never dreamed of before. But now I'm going to head straight for them. Like I, I, I see them now. <laughs> I can stay up late learning. I can wake up early and work while the masses sleep or get an extra entertainment time. I can choose different. Goggin says that victory rises from pushing for your best, even when you feel your worst. That's a pretty clear ask. Always showing up for yourself. Excuses do not get to limit you. Be smart and relentless. Let your desire for your biggest goals overpower the day-to-day -day fears, anxieties, aches, or pains. It's like really powerful. Definitely. He talks from a place of so much strength. The next quote is a hard Goggin's truth. Don't be afraid to go to a deep, 
dark place and go to work on yourself. It's not always supposed to feel good. Goggins also adds that you don't find peace without going to war with yourself. I really like how Goggins put this emphasis on the importance of knowing how to lean into your darkness. You know that you don't have to feel good all the time to perform. This one really hits me pretty good for sure because it has helped me so much. I've certainly always strived to be this extremely positive person, you know, operating from a very high vibration of love and light. I've experienced periods of time where I do feel like so enlightened and like everything's working, you know, through me, um, for me, and I'm in this perfect alignment. Um, and it's easy for my mind to then trick me thinking that like, okay, this is the new baseline. And um, so then when I do have, you know, when that feeling does leave the building, it's like, okay, now what? I'm doubting things, I'm overthinking, lacking inspiration, you know, and all this is wasted energy on feelings that are fleeting. So, you know, that high vibration is not the gold standard um, for me to maintain. And it's totally okay to go through those periods that everything does feel completely out of sync. Um, and, you know, and I'm just not, you know, I feel like I'm running an uphill battle. You know, this is where Goggins shows us that F your feelings, energy, you know, um, and you don't have to, you know, feel good. And what I love about what he said is go deep, go dark, go hard, armor your mind and take souls. That's another mantra for me. And I've just been able to, you know, get shit done even on days that I don't feel good. And maybe I'm cursing my way through a task. Uh, but at the end of the day, all that matters is I got it done. And those are the wins. And that is where the real power and energy comes from um, for you to feel good about yourself and your path. Yes. That's heavy, honest strength and ferocity right there. This analogy from Goggins and Can't Hurt Me was one that I really loved. We all need small sparks, small accomplishments in our lives to fuel the big ones. Think of your small accomplishments as kindling. When you want a bonfire, you don't start by lighting a big log. You collect some witch's hair, a small pile of hay, some dry dead grass. You light that. Then you add some small sticks and then bigger sticks before you feed your tree stump into the blaze. Because it's the small sparks which start small fires that eventually build enough heat to burn the whole fucking forest down. I mean, right? This is an excellent use of imagery to see all the work that must be done first to really build up something of strength and power that can sustain. With building a trading career or any or a successful podcast, anything big in your work life, they all have to start with a lot of work for early sparks and then slowly add fuel the diversity, leverage, complexities, and depth. But you can't go in heavy with any of it and expect a big, beautiful fire just to happen right off. I love the idea of knowing how large and powerful you want the fire to be eventually, but keep your head down and start it from the beginning with reasonable, persistent effort and just keep building it and tending to it, having the patience with its expansion. This is my life right now. <laughs> yes, that... Fire imagery is legit. I also love what Goggins has to say about failure. Failure is the biggest gift. To me, failure is just a stepping stone to future success. So yes, that is so true and critical to understand, especially with trading. I've said many times, you know, it's in our failures that we find that very much unique and raw material that we can use to course correct and make adjustments necessary to our system. Becky and I have had to fail um, and fall short many times while developing our edge 
you know, trading and the, the heavy brick days, right? Um, in real time, it felt like a loss, but you know, these have actually given us a strong base to build up from. Again, the baseline is not a constant moving target of going higher and higher, but rather taking the L's as they come, um, seeking and extracting their value and then putting them to work for us. It reminds me of the perspective of things don't happen to me, they happen for me. And of course, you know, this has to go hand in hand with pulling from that darkness, that armored mind that Goggins preaches about, because it's not in our nature to want to reframe failure. It's natural to feel dejected, to feel like a failure, especially, you know, if you've been conditioned, you know, with guilt and stress as your key motivators. So how we're looking at failure as the biggest gift, like Goggins explains in this book, is a key factor, you know, we've seen from him and so many more extremely successful figures. Um, so I'm on board with it for sure. Lose my way to win in energy, as one of our guest traders recently said. Yes. You know, I truly believe in the power failure can provide us totally. Okay, so these next two Gargas quotes from Can't Hurt Me are really great. We're either getting better or we're getting worse. And complacency kills you. What I really appreciate from both of those is the message behind them. To be a true high achiever among high achievers, you have to never stop, never give up, be a force for what you believe you are capable of and desire the most. Even when you fail at an attempt at something, that doesn't mean you're getting worse. Flip it. It needs to be a part of your progression. You need to learn more. Your failure taught you to gain this experience, mature, see another angle at your endeavor that you were working on. Find the fuel from these hardships in the moment as they are a step up towards the great goal that you're pursuing. And don't become complacent with your progress either. Remain vigilant and dedicated no matter what your day. We discussed it before, but overconfidence is the killer. You gotta take your work seriously always and keep the pressure on if you want the biggest growth. This is so true with my training. It's in the reddest days that I truly internalized some really critical lessons that I must have still needed. <laughs> feel them deep in my heart and my mind and sometimes I relive them for days I journal them I study how and why I could have done better and discuss them with my partner Kendra and my mentor I know I will be a highly successful day trader so these lessons now in these messy middle years are gifts that hurt for a moment but they're creating the future me I force myself to embrace them and find strength from them and it's working but to say that I never take little rests or breaks from the training for my mental health, especially with this stress we know we go through, that's not true. I believe in the importance of that. Of breaks here and there to recharge and make sure that my other priorities in life are also being maintained. But it's not complacency in my book. It's the right pace for my life. And so these purposeful choices keep me coming back for more day after day, week after week, just at a good pace for me. Yes, to all of that, you know, purposeful balance mixed with persistence is such a great combo. So thinking right off that, Goggins also said, denial is the ultimate comfort zone. Oi. <laughs> I mean, fits right in with all of this. You know, if we are self-sabotaging or even just not fully acknowledging, um, you know, the ways, you know, we're messing up, you know, we're just really selling ourselves short. Um, and it's worth calling that out. Awareness is the first step in any process of change or improvement. When I decided that I was a truly dedicated, you know, relentless trader, um, you know, there's no longer a benefit from being in denial in any area that I need to work on improving at. 
you know, real progress will come from owning it and figuring out how to eliminate or at least work those weaknesses. One powerful way to do that is what Goggins referred to as an AAR or after action report. This is the military version of our trading journals. It's a live autopsy of events where you dissect what went down, how contributing factors, positives, negatives, just everything. You write it all out and you critically think about all the aspects. So um, in this matter, you can identify the most important priorities for targeted effort towards moving forward. Um, there's, for me, there's just a few different ways that I've, you know, made my own action reports um, to serve me. There's a bigger picture report that lists, you know, specific areas that I'm intentionally working on, um, you know, to improve my overall trading process and strategy. Um, you know, this gives me specific metrics to gauge my performance um, and progress. Then I have, you know, uh, live execution notes that I record while I'm in an active trading session. Um, you know, the idea is for this to, you know, help support me, um, give me clear evidence when I'm lacking necessary discipline and what could have triggered it. And then lastly, I have post-trade performance notes that I add directly on my execution chart screenshots with all the WH questions and comments about each execution um, and how I could have played my game better. Of course, in hindsight, you know, everything's always 2020, <laughs> but there is so much value in taking that extra time you know, to make these reports. Um, it's one of those voluntary pieces of trading. You know, no one's going to force you to do it or care very much that you did because again, trading is a solo sport. However, you know, the desire to face your performance flaws, you know, head on, um, that's really how you can live outside of your comfort zone and truly grow. Yes. Love that. When you were talking about the AAR, I'm so proud of this, Kendra. We've been really strong journalists for our whole trading career so far. And I think that that's been a superpower for us. This next part put me in, in all the love for my door pendant too. <laughs> okay, here it is. A lot of us surround ourselves with people who speak to our desire for comfort, who would rather treat the pain of our wounds and prevent further injury, than help us callous over them and try again. We need to surround ourselves with people who will tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear, but at the same time, not make us feel like we're up against the impossible. This, this is who Kendra and I are for each other to a damn T. It is always with love and a desire to truly help one another, but boy, do we get each other in our personal drives. Sure, on our hard days, we send love, support, encouragement, virtual shots, and a good understanding chat regularly, but we aren't soft about it and we don't linger there because for us, that doesn't actually help much. We need to feel the pain to an extent know that we are good traders and if we messed up we have to learn from that mistake we have to to embrace it so that we can truly be and remain dedicated to the long game so coddling is just not the answer i know that sometimes i feel some kind of way in my trading community when i openly report my crap during my zoom lesson but fuck shame i'm here to win and my mentor is a trading boss so I admit my ways and I push aside any thoughts of potential shame or regret and just listen to his feedback. I have to purposefully choose my defensive ways. Right now my community is laughing their butts off listening to me because they know I have to like, I'm listening, I swear. I, I want to understand why I'm wrong. Um, so I do my best to like focus and hear the constructive feedback. 
And and then I sit in the class and I watch other members who potentially maybe nailed the trading opportunities better that day. And I have to dismiss the FOMO that that could give me and choose to grow through my day, my experience, my choices. It's not always clean. Rarely is this moment fun, but it's always powerful eventually. I want these people around me. I need to be authentic with my training executions within my inner circle so that I can learn from their advanced knowledge to level up my own game. That real talk, critical feedback, pushing me to be my best energy, it's really empowering. This is my people showing me that they believe in me and know that I can and need to keep improving to the highest standards that we know I am capable of and fully deserving of obtaining for myself. That energy, it drives my own inner faith in myself and it strengthens my desire to never stop. It's a whole energy. So I take the honest conversations from my people who understand the trading world. And I really cherish that. And that is so, so important to me. There are my crew in the mud with me building my foundational bricks each day. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, just so good, Becky. Um, I really got to plug another Goggins book after you said that. I mean, I'm not sure if we'll do another uh, must read on his next book, Never Finished. But in that one, he refers to these folks as our foxhole. And <laughs> this is what we need. You know, sure, there's always going to be those people in our lives who love us um, and they could care less if we achieve our, you know, mega goals um, with trading and beyond. Um, and they would support us either way. But what we need is the ones that are going to be honest give us that tough love and not support anything other than our continued work, you know, pushing towards our goals because they know how capable we are and they'll, they're going to push us all the way until we do succeed. Um, so we are so in sync and I'm so grateful that we have those people, you know, on this pursuit. Um, one great way that Goggins spoke to me also is just a great example um, and a critical part of our trading when he talks about his first failed attempt at breaking the um, world pull-up record. So he learned many things from his AAR, of course. Um, one was which he said, by focusing on money first, which is always a bad idea, I wasn't focused on the task at hand. So his first attempt to break the record was publicized um, on the Today Show. Um, and his strong reason for doing it um, was because he wanted to generate a lot of attention and raise funds for the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, and what he found himself in is that was a big distraction. And it was actually quite an impediment to his actual success with that text. So I can totally relate to this with my trading. Um, you know, when I focus on the money or points um, that I will earn, a trade will earn me, it affects how I execute for sure. Um, but if I can keep the focus on just my best setup, respecting my trade plan levels, intuition and data, I trade from more of a purposeful and peaceful place. Um, it's the difference really between trading an opportunity and then trading an expectation, you know, not trading out of desperation or entitlement for a particular amount or target, but just flowing with her and being grateful for the ability, you know, to respect and follow her. Um, I'm learning more and more to recognize who's showing up um, at the charts every day. And um, again, cultivating that awareness is so key. Uh, being able to identify, you know, the times um, when I am a potential risk to myself and my accounts. Um, and then being able to limit my participation, um, that's how I can be sustainable and successful regardless of the dollar amount or the points for my day. Yeah, this is so cool to our team. All right, the last quote 
uh, for this episode from this powerful book. Only you can master your mind, which is what it takes to live a bold life filled with accomplishments most people consider beyond their capability. I found that so inspiring. Our mind really is the powerhouse that drives our life in direction, strength, faith, endurance, capacity, and magnitude. Goggins offers so many tools in the story that gave us great ideas on how to level up our mind game. The cookie jar, the accountability mirror, who we keep in our corner, so many gems. I absolutely believe that humans are truly capable of far more than most people realize or choose to chase. I'm just recently pushing at that, and it's like I'm working to open the door to some serious next levels. There's a faith in yourself and the power that you hold that is required for that, and the strength to do the work that will require to be granted access to those higher levels. So why the hell am I trying? That's what I tell myself anyway. So Garfield's can be pretty intense. He really pushes himself, and at times to a dangerous place. The nurse in me literally cringed every time he pushed himself into the dangerous state of rhabdomyolysis with some of his real intense choices. Um, but this is his mm-hmm. chosen avenue. I will never attempt anywhere near his level of the massive physical successes he's accomplished with his ultra marathons or his advanced military teams. But that's the beauty of the core of the messages that he imparts on us in this book. We don't have to be fighting for the same goals. It's about more than that. Whatever you're striving to be exceptional, the lessons he imparts on for this book are powerful. You've got to hear them in a way that speaks to who you are. There's wisdom to be gained from such a wide array of people in this world. And Kendra and I have definitely identified many from Goggins that are really impactful for us. Yes, I could not agree more. Okay, so I know we've made a lot of correlations, you know, references with our trading and this episode. However, this book is for everyone. To be 100%, Goggins turned me into a runner. Very much affected me physically. Um, I've never pushed myself as much um, to the limits as I was able to while listening to this book. I didn't really see a reason to, and I wanted to, to explain it, but trust me, once you cross over you know, to the Goggins stay hard philosophy, like there's just no going back. So I'll actually be running my first half marathon exactly a week from today as we're recording this. And I know Goggins would roll his eyes and laugh and say, why aren't you running a fool? But <laughs> I'm going to be going after that too. Um, up next. So thank you all for being here with us. You know, drop us some comments. Have you read? Have you even heard about Goggins? Do you follow him? He's just an incredible man. Um, how has he impacted you? Um, just let us know. We want to hear from you all. So everyone, please take care. And um, our greatest trading days are ahead of us. Bye. Bye, everybody.